You're listening to the Misty Creek Community Church Podcast. To learn more about Misty Creek Community Church, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. Today's message is from Senior Pastor Stephen Street. You know, I love when there is relevant current events that happen that direct us upward instead of events that direct us to confusion and turmoil and disunity. Weekend before last, I believe, I was watching the college uh, World Series uh, women's softball. And I love watching women's softball. It's, it's exciting. I don't watch it during the year, but my daughter Melody's here. She played softball for years, and she could flat pitch. I couldn't hit off of her. She was amazing. And I, I love to watch it, but I've been following Oklahoma. And Oklahoma, they won like 60 games and only lost one game. And they won the College World Series. And they were just amazing. Now, I must say, to get there, they had to get past Clemson. And they barely did. Clemson had the, they were going to beat them. It was the eighth inning. They were up by four. And Oklahoma just comes up to the plate. And they're like, we got this. Like three, three, three home runs, cleared the bases, and they won the game. So I started rooting for them. <laughs> and they won the whole thing. They won the whole thing. And so the reason I bring that to your attention, I got a, a text message right after watching them play. I had no idea that these girls were the whole team, including the coach, are believers in Christ. I had no idea until Eric, who's our wonderful tech guy. By the way, we've got Eric back there. We've got Daniel back there. We've got Teresa, and we've got Bruce. We do not need to forget about our tech team. They are just <laughs> tremendous. The unsung heroes back there, and we appreciate them so much. Um, he sent me a link, and he said, check this out. And Eric doesn't send me a lot of stuff, so when he does send me something, usually it's pretty profound. And so I watched it, and I just started crying. And I want to set this up for you. You want to hear about the joy of the Lord, and that's kind of what our topic is today? Watch what these girls have to say about the joy of the Lord just after they've, they've won it all. Alex Scarborough with ESPN. For, for the players, I know you talked about keeping the joy of the game, but I'm curious. It's a long season, right? And you guys have had the target on your back the entire time, the win streak being number one. How do you handle the unique pressure that comes with that? How do you keep the joy for so long when anxiety seems like a thing that could very easily set in? Well, the only way that you can have a joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord. And any other type of joy is actually happiness that comes from circumstances and outcomes. Um, I think Coach has said this before, but joy from the Lord is really the only thing that can keep you motivated, um, uh, just in a good mindset, uh, no matter the outcomes. Thankfully, we've had a lot of success this year, but if it was the other way around, uh, joy from the Lord is the only thing that can keep you embracing those memories, moments, friendships, and all of that. So uh, I would, that's really the only, the only answer to that, because there's no other way that softball can bring you that, um, because of how much failure comes in it and just how much of a roller coaster the game can be. 1,000% agree with Grace Lyons. Um, I went through that my freshman year. I I was so happy to win the college. I've talked about this before, but I was just so happy that we won the College World Series, but I didn't feel joy. I didn't have. I didn't know what to do the next day. I didn't know what to do for that following week. I didn't feel filled, and I had to find Christ in that. And I think that is what makes our team so strong is that 
we're not afraid to lose because if it's not the end of the world if we do lose. Yes, obviously we've worked our butts off to be here and we want to win, but it's not the end of the world because our life is in Christ and that's all that matters. Yeah, um, I think a huge thing that we've really just latched onto is eyes up. And you guys see us doing this and pointing up, but we're really like fixing our eyes on Christ. And that's something where, like they were saying, you can't find a fulfillment in an outcome, whether it's good or bad. And um, I think that's why we're so steady in what we do and, and our love for each other and our love for the game, because we know this game is giving us the opportunity to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think once we figured that out and that was our purpose and everyone was all in with that, um, it's really changed so much for us. And I mean, I know myself, I, I've seen so much of a growth in myself with um, once I turned to Jesus and I realized how he had changed my outlook on life, not just softball, but understanding how much I have to live for, and that's living to exemplify the kingdom. And I think that brings so much freedom. And I'm sure everyone's story is similar, but we all have those great testimonies that have really like shown how awesome it is to play for something bigger. Um, and I think that's just what brings me so much joy. And no matter the outcome, whether we get a trophy in the end or not, we're, this isn't our home, and I think that's what's amazing about it is we have so much more. We have an eternity of joy with our Father, and I'm so excited about that. And, yes, I live in the moment, but I know this isn't my home, and um, no matter what, my sisters in Christ will be there with me in the end um, when we're with our, our King. So, Keep our eyes up. And I saw them when they were playing, they kept their eyes up. And anything that would happen, they kept their eyes up. They gave glory to God. And this is not some put-on thing. They're not just wearing the WWJD bracelets to be trendy or cool. They have Jesus in their hearts. But some of those girls on this team, believe it or not, some of them had lost their dads. Some of them didn't have a good relationship with their father. And many of you can relate to that. Many of you are here this morning, you may not know who your dad is. You may not have had a good relationship with your father. This may be your first Father's Day without your father. Maybe you've experienced many and you still miss your father. Some of you long to have a daddy. You don't know what that's like because you never really had one. And yet these girls remind us that we can have complete joy in our father, in our Abba, our daddy, that he is the top dad. He is the top dad. <laughs> he is the top dad. I'm a dad, but I cannot compare to my Heavenly Father. For you see, I can screw up, I can mess up, I can go the wrong way, and He still always has His arms wide open to embrace me and receive me. So whether you think you have a daddy, a father, a dad or not, you have one who loves you unconditionally and will always be there for you and will guide you and listen to you and give you the advice that you so desperately need. And your Father, your Heavenly Father, will never tell you to do something that will harm you. He will always lead you in the way that leads to life, life more abundantly and life eternally. And so that's where we're going to be just for a few moments to talk about this great joy that these girls have. And, you know, when you have that kind of attitude, when you give him glory in the winning and in the losing, then you're always going to be a winner no matter what. And how great an example this team has been to so many young women aspiring to play sports 
across the land, folks, to know that if I keep my eyes fixed and focused on Jesus Christ, the author, creator, protector of my faith, that even in the losing, even in the down times, he will lift me up. He will carry me through because it's tough this day and age, folks. It's tough with the way the world is trying to chastise us and bait us and cause us to take life to the very limit, to the edge. When God is saying, hey, come back to me. I'm your father. I know what's best for you. And I will help you succeed. I will help you move forward no matter what you face. Look at how these young women handled the stress of success the pressure of winning. They kept their eyes fixed on Jesus. They have the joy of the Lord in the winning and in the losing. Currently, we are no strangers to loss, are we? Mental tension and worry caused by our problems and life in general can be a hallmark of daily life. Stress can even fuel cancer. Shrink the brain, age you prematurely, lead to clinical depression, weaken your immune system, and increase the risk of stroke and heart attack. In short, stress is killing us. You say, how do you know that? Folks, I PRN in the hospital system. I contract in the hospital system as a chaplain. I'm around medical teams all the time. I hear what they're saying, and it's not all hereditary stuff. A lot of the illnesses and sicknesses that we see coming to the ER are stress-related. They're stress-related. People are dying way too young, getting diseases way too young. Blood pressure high because of stress and trying to compete and please everybody. It's a difficult place to be, isn't it? Many of you are dealing with aging parents and cancer diagnosis and health problems and vision issues and wayward children and job loss and income loss and grief. And to top things off, you're struggling to balance everything in your life. You can't do it. And you certainly can't do it alone, but you'll try because you don't want anybody else to know. You don't want to be vulnerable. You don't want anybody to see your blind spots. But the scriptures tell us, let God reveal your blind spots so that he, through others, can guide you. And there can be not just repair, but restoration and healing as you grow from learning that you don't have it all together, that you don't have it balanced. And it's okay not to be okay. And it's okay to tell somebody, I'm struggling. I'm having a hard time. I can't balance everything. I cannot do this alone. I need some help. Aren't you thankful to be a part of the body of Christ in motion where we have folks that will help us and guide us and hold us accountable when we have those struggles, when we have those difficult times that we're not alone? If you're alone, it's because you're choosing to be. You don't have to be. I hope you hear that loud and clear, folks. And it's not just the big events in our lives that cause stress. It's the day-to-day grind we put ourselves through. We live in this fast-paced society where it's common to have an overly busy schedule. And when it's not busy, we feel guilty. I should be doing something. You know? What? What is that? I mean, look at Jesus. He left the crowds and the, the busyness. 
and he went away by himself to be with his father. Is there any harm in that? Not at all. There's no harm in that. Do you know there's no harm in you having a technology-free day? But you won't do it because you're addicted to that thing. you got to have it. Well, what if someone needs to text me? What if someone needs me? I-, I need to know how the Braves are doing. I can't skip one hour. Some of you wake up through the night because you're so addicted, you got to look to see if you got a text or a notification. I'm stepping on toes, right? You want to get up so you can be the first one on social media to post. Make people think you really got up at five, but you didn't. You woke up and you posted real quick. You went back to bed. We know you're kind. You don't need all that. You don't need all that. You need rest and you need balance in your life. Day in and day out, we sacrifice ourselves for our jobs, our friends, our hobbies, and our family. You can be a student trying to work and go to school. A dad trying to work two jobs to provide for your family. You can be a mom that's trying to take care of all these kids and you're trying to balance two and three jobs and you, you want to be involved in the church and you want to volunteer and serve, but you just, you just can't balance it all. you got so much going on. But then you've got a church here that can help you, that can help balance things, can help with the kids. If you've got a baby, you can come sit with the baby. We've had people do that in this church so that the mom can go out and take a breather and have some time to herself can support each other that way. That's the body of Christ. Our theme for Vacation Bible School in Ecuador with Jungle Kids for Christ, which by the way, we're going to be like doing VBS for 90 plus kids and we're going to all these different villages. Our theme is the body of Christ and we're going to teach them what the body of Christ is all about. Aren't we very, very blessed that about every week we talk about the body of Christ and what that means and that we are the body of Christ. We are the hands, the feet, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth of Christ. And when we're active and engaged in supporting each other, that's the body of Christ. You ready for a little breakdancing? In motion, I could really do a lot. I was a breakdance champion in 1988 and 1989 in my high school. But I'm not going to go there because my children are here. They will go under their seats and not come out. Maybe I'll post something on, what is it, TikTok later. Anyway. And so you're trying to balance the day in and the day out activities, schedule, work, and stress is killing you slowly. It is. It's killing you slowly. Maybe you're not even aware of it, but it is. It's time to put on the brakes. It's not God's will for you to live a life full of stress. Did you hear that? If your life is full of stress and chaos and guilt... That's not the life that God wants you to live. That means you're living life in the flesh. Not trusting, not obeying, not leaning into the Lord, not resting enough. There's no self-care. There's no self-awareness. You need all of the above to have that balance you so desperately seek. The Bible tells us we can maintain a sense of joy in our lives all the time. Yeah. Even when you don't feel like it, you can have a sense of joy in your lives all the time. So, Stephen, what do we do to break the stress cycle? Simply start your day with a morning devotion. You've heard me say that a million times, folks. That's the first thing I do when I put my feet on the floor. I start into my prayer time. Before I even wash my face, brush my teeth, and get ready for the day, I go downstairs before I do anything, and I have my devotion time, my time with the Lord, and I don't like that time to be interrupted. 
But you know what happens? Inevitably, the cats interrupt it. They come jumping up on my Bible, up on the table, and I'm like, you know what? Lord, they need Jesus too. <laughs> so we just work through that, Melissa. You know how that is. We work through that. One of them right now, the oldest cat, he's got the devil in him. And he proves that by some of the things that he does throughout the house. And I won't even go there, Karen, because, again, the kids will crawl up under their chairs. Um, so we've got to do an exorcism on the cat soon. We'll probably lose three people today because I used the word exorcism today. But anyway, hopefully you won't do that. And so simply starting the morning with a time of prayer can set the tone for a stress-free day. You can make the decision, Holy Spirit, Remove the stress. Keep it at bay. Whenever I feel like stress is entering in, may I just start praising you, lifting you up. Where there's a spirit of heaviness, I'm going to put on the garment of praise, and I'm going to sing your praises. I'm not going to let the stress and anxiety overtake me and consume me where I can't have your joy, where I can't live this abundant life that Jesus talks about. You can speak the name of Jesus, and you have that power within you to push back, push away that stress. That stress may be in your life sort of like a big old hand in front of you. You can't see. It may be two hands, and the Holy Spirit can split that, put it behind you. It may still be there, but it's not consuming you to where you can't function and have that life that God intended you to have. Try embarking on your day infused with peace and joy, with God in your heart, and He'll help you it may not be a perfect day, but it'll help you sail through that day with ease and grace. He can do that for you. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now abide in my love and keep my commands. If you keep my commands, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and abide in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. John 15, 9 through 11. Notice how Jesus makes the shift in John 15 from abiding to love to joy. Rarely does Jesus explicitly tell us why he's told us something. He does so here. He says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Notice, not just some garden variety joy, but my joy. And notice why. So that your joy may be complete. Let yourself try to fathom this. Being filled with the my joy of Jesus and your joy being complete. This is not some flimsy, brief emotion. This is the durable, unflappable joy of heaven to earth come down. And let's be clear, joy does not mean happy times. In fact, the greatest joy comes in the most unhappy times, in the midst of fiery trials. You see, joy is not optimism. It's not a can-do spirit. It's not positive thinking. It can look like the denial of reality only because it is witnessing to the much deeper reality of the abiding, presenting, perfecting love of Jesus. 
Hear this passage from James. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, how about Isaiah? I love the prophet Isaiah. Where there is a spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise. Ever since you walked in these doors, that heaviness you have, it's been lifting because we put on the garment of praise. We lifted our hands and we started praising the name of Jesus. And we have not stopped praising the name of Jesus. Refuse to let circumstances or frustrations affect you or steal your joy. Instead, enter into God's presence by giving thanks and praising Him. Oh, you can start your prayers with, Oh, God! Please, God! Or you can be like, Thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you for your provisions. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for rescuing me out of the depths of the miry clay and setting me free. Praise you, God. Thank you. That automatically changes the attitude of your heart. And therefore, what you say will bring glory to God. And when you're bringing glory to God through your words, your actions, and your deeds, people will see Jesus in you. And when they see Jesus overflowing through you, then they want some of that too. Man, I know what she's been through. Man, she lost her dad. She's got a lot of stress in her life. She's got this going on. But yet she's still singing Jesus' praises. She's still praying. She's still reaching out. She's still serving. She's volunteering with Vacation Bible School. She sent me a beautiful message, a handwritten letter. That's the joy of the Lord, even in the midst of your circumstances. You know, Valerie reminded us in her prayer a couple of weeks ago, Valerie Scott, she said, Faith is more than a feeling, you know? There's sometimes you're going to feel pretty rough, pretty down and out. But the joy of the Lord is with you. He doesn't change. He always remains the same. His joy is not gone. Sometimes you're going to get sick on your stomach. Sometimes you're going to have a headache. Sometimes something's going to happen to your eye. Sometimes you're going to sprain your wrist. Sometimes your foot's not going to feel too good. Sometimes you're going to have squatted too much, scrubbing tires, and you can't hardly move the back of your legs like me. But that ain't God. I'm not blaming God on for that. I'm giving him thanks that I was able to get down there and wash those wheels. You know? Wax on, wax off. There's your Karate Kid reference for those who are watching Cobra Kai. But listen to this passage here. Because I know you're in the midst of battles. Pretty much all of us are. And if you are an American, you're in a battle right now. If you're a Christian American, you're really in a battle. But guess who the battle belongs to? Listen to these passages of Scripture. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You just need to be still. Let him fight for you. Psalm 27, 1 through 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advanced against me to devour me, 
It is my enemies and foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege my heart, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. God not only fights for us, he shields us, folks. He shields us. Listen to Psalm 18, too. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation, my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The Lord liveth and blessed be the rock. And may the God of my salvation always be exalted. Psalm 92.9 For behold... Your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. Your enemies, Lord, will surely perish. All evildoers will be scattered. So the next time you feel like your joy has been taken from you, the next time you're facing something impossible, something utterly devastating and unspeakable, maybe it's an unspeakable loss. And you're in despair. Get close to the ground as you can. As close as you can to the ground. What does that look like, Stephen? As close to the ground as you can. As close as you can to the ground. You might not be able to get back up. But get down there. Get down to the ground. That's a fully act of surrender right there, folks. And say, Jesus... I want to abide in your love and have your complete joy. Your joy is my strength. You see, folks, some of you are stuck, maybe in neutral. You're stuck in fear. Can I tell you this? There's a popular song out there right now. Fear is not my future. Fear is not my future. Can you just keep saying that? Fear is not my future. Fear is not my future. The battle belongs to the Lord. He goes before you. He goes behind you. He's beside you. He carries you. He will fight the battle. You just need to surrender. Surrender to Him. Let's surrender today. Let's pray. Abba, Daddy, you are our Father. You know us every single thought. You know us from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet, Lord. Daddy, we need you. We admit that we struggle, that we doubt, we have anxiety, that our joy is just fading away. So we're asking you this morning, we're asking you right now to take these burdens, these inadequacies, indifferences, the separation we feel, and make us whole and complete today with your joy. Make us one, Jesus, as you and your Father are one by the Holy Spirit. By the indwelling of the Spirit, you're our comforter. 
You're an advocate closer than a brother. And we imagine ourselves right now on your lap, Daddy. A place that we would really like to be. Resting in your arms. Oh, oh, Jesus. We love you. And we give our hearts to you. We surrender today. On this Father's Day. For those of us who are sad. For those of us who are grieving. You're our daddy. And Jesus, there will be a day. There will be a day when we will come to you and be with you. But for now, would you come? Would you come here? Come into our hearts, Lord Jesus, and remind us who we are and whose we are. Help us not to give up, to keep fighting, because you, you will shield us and protect us. You told us you would never leave us nor forsake us. And we claim that today. We don't have to be alone anymore. We don't have to go through this life struggling. We've got you on our side. And so we put on that garment of praise today. And we surrender everything to you. Rock us to sleep. Quiet us with your love. Help us to be still and know that you are God. And we will exalt you among all the nations and exalt you throughout all the earth. We pray this in the name of our Abba, our Daddy, and all God's people said. We hope you were inspired by today's message. For more sermons from Misty Creek Community Church, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcasts. You can also watch videos of our sermons and complete services on the Misty Creek Community Church YouTube channel. And while you're there, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. For more information about our church, including our mission, location, service times, and more, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. God bless you, and thank you for listening.